want to see what life is like inside the bottle. Jen's Playground has its own website and Facebook fan page. Go to www.jensplayground.com for more details. <sighs> she's so dreamy. Dude, she's a robot. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Man, she is the bee's knees. She's not even real, dude. You've been smoking too much of that Diablo de Malesas, man. That's my woman you're talking about, mijo. Keep it up. And I'll tell everyone listening that it was your idea to get rid of the player's reward program. Wizards of the Coast was running low on money to buy weed. What do you want from me? Just let me talk to her, man. Oh, Jesus. This will never work out, Roach. Your friend Gigglepuss hates me. Don't talk that way, baby cakes. I've just had the best time with you, Roach. And now Jen's playground is about to start. It isn't fair. Never mind that. Give me some sugar, baby. Roach, please don't spoil it. It's not spoiling it. It's only making it better. Roach, can this really be the end? Of course not. This is only the beginning. Ooh, what's up, killers? Are you ready for some shit? Episode Double Deuce. Popping two fisted Red Bulls. Not playing around this time. Firing up the holiday edition of the playground. Should old acquaintance be forgot? Jingle bells and all that noise. I am the Almighty Jin, and in your infinite wisdom, you have elected to click on and thereby listen to Jin's Playground. If you are a first time listener, welcome. Mikasa es su casa. Prepare your ears for some unholy rhetoric as well as a heaping helping of nonsense and general tomfoolery. For my loyal listeners who never miss a show, your patience between episodes will be rewarded. In either case, we have a beastly show for y'all this go-around. I was going to kick this thing off with a cantankerous little rant on things that piss me off in general. But you know something? It's the holiday season. I don't want to be a Scrooge. You know, 11 months out of the year, I fully endorse the curmudgeon lifestyle. But it's the holidays. Goodwill towards men, right? I don't think you're getting cheated. I'll make up for it. You know, it's just mom always taught me that if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. And then again, mom also told me that I couldn't have cookies before dinner. And that's just a bad beat no matter how you slice it. Now that I'm all grown up, I eat cookies all the time, and I devour them in bulk by the truckload whenever I want to, so yeah. I'm also not a very skinny guy. Hey, you know, what can I say? It's a small price to pay for living in chocolate chip Shangri-La. And we got a lot to talk about in this episode. We got some news, we got some stories, a little feedback, some community calendar, and a few other presents under the tree. Alright, let's open this bitch up with a little mailbag feedback and comments. You know what, before we get to that, I just want to let you guys know something. And this has been said on other podcasts, and I'm going to say it here as well. You know, comments and feedback are like oxygen to a podcaster. You know, it really, really helps to know that the people out there are actually listening to you, as well as understanding that if, you know, what you're doing is a good thing, or if it completely blows... 
know, there are no forums for people to go talk about this show. And there's no real way for me to view how many times my show gets listened to. The only real report card all of us podcasters really get are the emails and the comment section below our show notes. So that said, if you like what you hear, if you don't like what you hear, maybe you want to just spit some flame, or you know, maybe you're the only one in the universe that actually enjoys eating fruitcake during the holidays and you just feel the uncontrollable need to go tell the whole world. Go you now to the comments section and light that fuse. And I'll tell you what, I never ignore my listeners. And to prove it, here's some comments from the last show. Let's see, we have a comment here from Big Jim, and he writes in saying, Hello, I just listened to Jin's Playground 21 for the first time and loved it. I was sitting here at my desk laughing like crazy during the intro part. Good thing there's only a few others in my department, marketing. Uh, I really enjoyed the show, thank you, keep up the good work, and I look forward to the next week's episode. <laughs> next week. Ha! Big Jim must be a newbie. Brother, you'll be lucky if you hear another episode before 2012 when the world ends. But seriously, you know, I try and put out a show about once every month or so. Doing these podcasts, you know, they take a lot more time than most people think. You know, in podcasting, it's just one of the a billion time-consuming activities that uh, I include in my life. Thanks much for listening, amigo. Steve writes in claiming that after listening to the last episode that he almost drove off the road with the mention of Jace the Dragonfucker. Now, look, you know, I, I cannot have blood on my hands here. If you're going to listen to Jin's Playground, please do so safely and responsibly. Do not operate heavy machinery while listening to this podcast. Wait till you get home. Or, like Big Jim, you know, li listen to it while you're at work. So that way when you start laughing and such to yourself, you know, your coworkers will just think that you're batshit loony. In fact, I'd prefer people do that, just so that people believe that all my listeners are certifiable. Just be careful on the roads out there, and thanks for listening again. Zeno writes in, This is my favorite podcast on the site. It's not close. I run a store, and I'm definitely making a Jace bucket. Keep tearing it up, Jin. Well, thanks much, amigo. You know, maybe one of these days someone will mistake the Jace bucket for a tip jar, where obviously one could donate their unwanted and surplus Jace the Mind Sculptors. Of course, they'd have to clean it off first. What a dream. And Crazy Knight 27 simply writes, Nice one. Short, sweet, to the point... You know, sometimes elaboration is unnecessary. Even something as simple as this lets me know that I'm doing something right in this big old podcasting world of ours. Thanks again for listening, compadre. Now let's move on to a little news. Because what is a podcast without a little current events, right? You know, it, it was never really my intention to do any magic news on this podcast. And, uh... Uh, the reason being is that there are just so many other podcasts out there that do weekly magic news coverage that it just seemed like if I did something similar, it would just be regurgitation. You know, how can a monthly podcast give you up-to-the-minute news? It just can't. But I do get asked what I think about some of the happenings in magic, and I figured, yeah, screw it. You know, we can give it a whirl just for kicks. As some of you already know, 
Saito is banned for a year and a half for stalling at Grand Prix Florence and removed from the Hall of Fame ballot. I'm fine with this. I'm A-OK with this decision. You know, I read a lot and hear, hear a lot of people debating whether or not the punishment really fit the crime along with people just kind of coming forward and showering sympathy on this guy. I am not in that camp. You know, I don't know Saito personally. You know, I'm sure he's an okay dude. Has he done anything to me personally? Well, aside from cheating and disrespecting the game that I love. Eh, not really. You know, there have been times in the past when uh, I've ripped on judges. But look, you know, here's the bottom line. You know, we rely on these judges to protect the game's integrity, and we empower them to make these kinds of calls. You know, Saito was DQ'd by the judges for stalling with further punishment pending an investigation. An investigation that wrapped up in three days. Three days. Now, that's the fastest I've ever seen a DCI investigation get settled. You know, and it, it could be argued that a part of that might have been the, you know, the short amount of time between the Florence event and Worlds and... You know, maybe the DCI just felt the need to expedite things before Worlds actually took place. You know, but I believe that the judging staff and the governing body of the DCI felt that there wasn't a shadow of a doubt that Saito stalled. And if that is indeed the case, then good. Screw him. Enjoy your time, sir. You know, I'm glad that they handed this down and put the Magic Playing World on notice. If you are caught stalling, or if you give the judges a solid reason to believe that you're stalling, you will pay the price. You know, if anything, uh, I, I think that this will make players more aware of their own pace, and I, I think we're going to see a lot more judge calls in an effort to protect players from the, you know, their opponents abusing the clock. And of course, Saito was removed from the Hall of Fame ballot. Well, duh. I mean, shouldn't that be just a little bit expected? Alright, you know, it, it, it's time to come clean here. Let me lay this on the line for y'all. You'll, you'll hear the, the Magic Hall of Fame being brought up at the Mothership. You'll hear about it in podcasts. Uh, you, you may read about it, you know, in some Magic column, or, or you know, you'll, you'll see or hear about induction ceremonies. But I'll be honest here, I, I couldn't give a rat's ass about the Hall of Fame of Magic, or any Hall of Fame for that matter. You know, I mean, on the extremely long list of things that I should give a shit about, it's sitting right there in between 56 and 57 billion. I have no vested interest in the Hall of Fame. You know, I know a couple of guys who have a legit shot at one day making it in, and if and when they do, I'll be really happy for them, you know, it would be a great achievement for them. You know, it would be a big feather in their cap. And, and I'm sure that the world will rejoice. But as it stands, when it comes to little old me, I just don't care. But if I did, if I did care about the Magic Hall of Fame, you know what, I would not want to honor a cheater. And if one day they do decide to, to let Saito in, you know, but they put a, like a, a big fat asterisk by his name, and the Hall of Fame will get a nice fat downgrade from something that I'm totally indifferent about to a Class A joke. Man, <laughs> I know, I, I said I wasn't going to be a Scrooge and I wasn't going to get off on any pissed off rants. 
Whoops. <laughs> Look, Ma, I'm eating Santa's cookies. Well, let's keep the holiday party going. There is a brand new MMO game coming out through Sony Entertainment, I believe. And it's called Magic the Gathering Tactics. Now, there's been some buzz regarding this game, and I, I did a lot of reading up on it. And uh, I, I was going to blast off on this product. That is, until I received a letter recently from one of my good friends, Dave Toops. Uh, he's currently serving for the United States Air Force in Hawaii. And uh, I'm going to read this letter here and let it do the talking for me. As I can honestly say, I, I couldn't have said it any better. Now, a disclaimer and a warning. Buckle your seatbelts. If you have fragile ears, go ahead and fast forward a couple of minutes. He writes, Magic Online is a rapist. It's true. Now, I can't deny regularly falling victim to its dirty touch. Sometimes I feel like Lumen, only without Dexter as a benefactor to vindicate the beatings MTGO has inflicted upon me and a multitude of other bell-ridden players. However, I have accepted this fate and continue to blindly partake in daily molestations. Let's rewind to a time when I wasn't playing Magic, but I was playing World of Warcraft instead. The biggest raping I took was Blizzard's fucking with my talents. Still, for 15 bucks a month, this was barely even a pinch on the ass. World of Warcraft was everything Magic Online should have been. Yet, for some reason, I stopped playing and found myself back in MTGO's alluring and evil embrace. And let's face it, MTGO is evil. There really is no way to justify the massive overpricing of virtual cards that exist only in the aether of the net. That us rapees are willing to continue to shell out outrageous amounts of money to prolong out our suffering is crazy, and I am a part of that. I can accept this. It's a, it's a fact of life for people like me, and I will take my rapings with a smile. Now, however, the evil rapist is bringing his demented cousin into the dark, hidden room. Magic Tactics. Magic Tactics is going to tease us with his free-to-play line, just like MTGO did. Then, he is going to tickle your privates with free, albeit crappy creatures and spells in a cool new 3D environment. However, if you want the ultra-cool, non-crappy creatures, once you get bored of the vanilla, you will have to buy booster packs. What the fuck? I feel like they just introduced us to the sequel, Magic Online 2, this time with anal. You know what, though? People have their virtual KY ready and are pre-lubing for the release of this thing. Are they blind? What is wrong with me? Uh, them. No, I refuse to be a victim again. I have accepted one evil and will not accept another. My virtual VJJ is sore enough and the back door is off limits. Watsy can take Magic the Gathering tactics and screw themselves with it. I hope it falls on its face. Sincerely yours, Dave Tubes. <laughs> oh, God bless you, Dave. Now, look, I, I get it. MTGO serves different people in different ways. You know, there are a couple of unfortunate souls that live in butthole Montana who, you know, they don't have their own local card shop to go to and play face-to-face -face magic. And all they have is MTGO to give them that much-needed fix, albeit an ultra-expensive one. You know, and I've heard many people say that after playing lots and lots and lots and lots of MTGO, that they're, you know, they become a much better player overall. And I'm not going to argue that. 
You know what? I'm sure if I invested ten, twelve thousand a year hiring a nutritionist and a personal trainer, I'd be in a whole lot better physical shape too. The thing is, if people are really pissed off about the pricing scheme of MTGO, then there's one way to let them know about it, and that's not to play. Tell them, look, hey, you know what? My entertainment dollars are going somewhere else until you get down off your greedy high horse and make your prices for imaginary products reasonable. You know, Magic the Gathering tactics to me seems like just yet another ridiculous way for them to sap us of our money. And there will come a day, it might not be today, might not even be tomorrow, but soon, where the sensibilities of Wizards customers will be so offended that they will just draw the line, throw two middle fingers in the air, and scream, Stop the madness. You know, call me old-fashioned, but it seems to me that Magic is slowly trying to steer away from what it originally was. A social game, you know, that physically brought people together to play it. It's, it's turning into this anti-social game, sticking its players behind this anonymous digital wall, where any shithead can write in the chat windows about how much of a donkey you are, or how unlucky they are, and how, you know, the shuffler is rigged. Pretty much saying douchebag things that they normally wouldn't dare say to a player if they were standing right in front of them. Yeah, you know what? Save it for someone who feeds off that stuff or finds that kind of thing appealing. Magic Online, Magic Tactics, it ain't for this kid. I'm always going to be a paper magic guy. This way, you know, I'm guaranteed to meet new players while socializing with the friends I've already made along the way. And take notice, Wizards, as those are the true gaming experiences that you just can't put a price tag on. Alright, let's see what else we got on the news front. So the World Championships are in the books, and the season is all wrapped up. You know, about a billion other podcasts and articles covered this topic. You know, I don't want to resurrect that. But I will say that the live coverage of these events seem to be getting better and better, right? I mean, between the stellar job Wizards does covering their own major top eight events and the GGS Live coverage for every other Magic event that's out there, actually getting to be a virtual railbird is easier than it's ever been. It makes me feel like we're, we're going in the right direction. At the Star City Games 10K Open here in Denver, I actually got to be in a feature match uh, after going 3-0 and with my token brew deck. I got owned by Valakut, but, uh, you know, it was still an interesting experience to be able to see how Rashad does what he does and get that first-hand experience of being a player under that camera. You know, hopefully one day, you know, I'll, I'll get there again, and hopefully, you know, I won't get spanked by my worst matchup. But enough about all that stuff that happened, let's move into things that are going to happen in the very near future. After all the holidays, there is a little tournament taking place on January 7th through the 9th, the Star City Games 10K Open in Kansas City. I, along with several of my friends, will be traveling down to the great state of Missouri, or is it Kansas? Or is it both? Regardless, I will be throwing my hat in the ring on both days. I'll be hanging out with my buddies Frank Bowker, Mr. and Mrs. Alex Smith, uh, Josh Knapper, the winner of the Denver Star City Games 5K, MTG Castone Chris Otwell, Channel Fireball columnist and trading samurai Brian Gruy, professional magic player and tha enthusiast Tom Ma. And I believe that Conley Woods will also be hitting Kansas City, and I'll probably be hanging out with him too, but only if he's nice. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. If you see me, swing on by and say howdy. 
You can't miss me. I'm the six foot seven giant looking guy that's suffering from barbecue overload. Now, speaking of trips, I've taken a few magic road trips in my time as a competitive magic player. I feel like I'd be doing a disservice to my friends and listeners if I did not pass along the knowledge and wisdom I've accrued. Road tripping is a lost art and can be a great experience, but there are some rules to follow as well as some helpful tips we should all seriously take under advisement. Let us first come to an understanding. Sometimes there are just two of us in the car. Sometimes, depending on the size of the vehicle, we're looking up to seven people crammed inside of an automobile. In any case, the first two farts are forgivable. You know, the first fart that happens is almost mandatory. You know, it's hilarious. It helps us relax for that trip. You know, we all laugh and, and hold our nose. It's a great time. The second fart, uh, you know, <laughs> we smile, we shove the guy that dealt it, you know, call him a filthy bastard and, and continue with our journey. The third one will require some serious enforcement. The driver should immediately order a code red on that poor dipshit that ripped ass. You know, because by that point, no one wants to hear it, no one wants to smell it, and the joke is over. Put the guy in timeout. Also, have all of your money for gas and hotel up front. Pay the driver of the car before entering the vehicle. You know, if one of the guys you're riding with laid down his credit card to book the hotel room and you're paying with cash, make paying the guy the first thing that you do. Don't be that guy that's like, dude, you know, I'll, I'll pay you when I get to the event site. You know, I just got to sell some cards and then I'll get, get it to you, you know? I'm sure you all know that guy. Some of these guys you may barely know. Some of them, they might be your best friend. Set that expectation up front before that car leaves the city or the state. Monies need to be furnished. This will help avoid any unpleasantness and awkward conversations that will have to happen during the road trip. Now, if you're the driver, please, please, please make sure your car can handle it. Here's a tip. If you think that your car's engine might, oh, say, explode on the highway in the middle of nowhere, 100 miles away from the nearest city in New Mexico, let's go ahead and make different plans for that weekend. What do you say? Yes, this did indeed happen. No, it was not fun for all parties involved. Okay, I get it. You know, sometimes rest stops aren't readily available every five miles. But please don't assume that your car mates are okay with you pissing in an empty bottle. That is not an okay thing to do. Politely alert the driver of your biological needs, and I'm certain that he will accommodate those needs by pulling over. And when you pull over, at least make some kind of an attempt to be discreet. Releasing fluids in the middle of the interstate is considered a procedural error. Find a bush. Passing cars will understand. The state police might not be so understanding, making it even more important to handle business quickly and with a purpose. Now, it's important to travel with friends that will watch out for you. Listen, I understand the oftentimes overwhelming desire to pull the car over and spend money on some road porn for the entire car to enjoy. I get it. You know, you got six smelly guys, a 78-ounce ultra-big gulp filled with soda, five pounds of beef jerky. What's missing here? Why some skin magazines? Of course. But it's important that wherever you go, set a limit. When you arrive at the truck stop, a.k.a. adult bookstore, if you need to, leave your wallet in the car with a buddy and only take in with you, like, 
I don't know, maybe two, at the most, $300. There's just a point where you got to draw the line, you know? So, I hope you enjoyed this little bit. A wise man once said, the journey is the thing, not the destination. Road tripping, if done properly, is a tremendous experience. Kansas City is right smack dab in the middle of everywhere, and I know that a lot of you are considering hopping in a car and going to this 10K event. Not me, though. I've learned my lesson. I'm flying Southwest Airlines, baby. I'll see you all there. Alright, it's time for a little community calendar and playground news brought to you by the one and only jinsplayground.com and my partners in crime over at frontrangemagic.com. Let's see, first off, we got January 15th at Enchanted Grounds. Front Range Magic will be hosting a Grand Prix trial for Grand Prix Denver. The format will be Scars of Mirrodin Sealed Deck, that fun, bomb-filled format that everybody seems to love. I'm going to be busting out my journalism chops, as I'll be doing some feature match coverage for that event. And you'll be able to read that coverage over at FrontRangeMagic.com. It's going to be good times. Come on down for this. Win yourself some buys for Denver. January 29th at the Denver Ramada Inn will be the Mirrodin Besieged pre-release. Brand new venue. That's right. No more American Inn. And I know you're all excited about that. I know I am. The Magic Show's very own Evan Irwin will be our guest gunslinger. This is going to be a very unique pre-release as you'll get to choose between the Mirren faction or the Phyrexian faction. Should be pretty interesting uh, to see how this thing is going to play out. I'll be there, so swing on by and say aloha. And of course, February 18th through the 20th, Grand Prix Denver. Format is going to be Scar's Besieged Seal Deck. You know, I'm actually personally taking Friday and Monday off of work to make this a full four-day smorgasbord. I'm going to play in the trials, I'm going to hang out with old friends and meet some new friends that Friday. On Saturday, I'm going to take my two buys and try to open up a six-sealed pool. Later on Saturday evening, after day one competition has ended, oof, I ain't going to lie, there will likely be a generous helping of libations and adult entertainment. My advice to all of you right now that want to join me in this adventure, my advice to you is to start saving your $1 bills right now. And please, be 21 years of age or older. Thank you. On Sunday, hopefully I day two, but in the more likely scenario that I don't day two, myself along with Chris Otwell and Robert from Monday Night Magic will be hosting the MTG cast table and we'll be bringing you coverage, interviews, and stories from Grand Prix Denver. I can't wait for that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of fun. Monday is going to be spent recovering from the weekend and editing the show for y'all to listen to, but this is going to be a huge event and I look forward to hanging out with y'all. Alright, it's time for a few shameless plugs. Would you like to know more about Jin's Playground? Well, go check out Jin'sPlayground.com and see what's shaking. I am currently looking for magic bloggers who want to have their blog get exposed to more readers. If you are interested, contact me at Jin'sPlayground at gmail.com and we'll see what we can do, eh? Now, do you like the show and you've just been struggling with, with how to give it some support? Well, let me ease your pain. The Playground has its own line of hoodies and t-shirts. You know, the show does cost money to do, and I'm only so happy to pay it forward. But if you buy some Playground gear, it will help the show in more ways than I can legally say on this show. 
go check out the link on the show notes or go to ginsplayground.com. You know, a while back, I created a Facebook fan page for the show, and looking at it now, it says that I have 147 followers. Are you guys just fucking with me? Do 147 people really listen to this show? It's hard to believe, but in the case that that's true, I, I should probably keep pumping out this show for fear of my ass getting verbally kicked 147 times. Now, you guys are unbelievable. You know, you're a huge reason why I do this show. If you're on Facebook, look me up and be number 148. All right, it's about time to wrap this bad boy up. You probably won't hear another playground until closer towards the release of Mirrored and Besieged, sometime in January. And between now and then, I'm, uh, I'm planning on relaxing with friends and family, and uh, I hope you all take a bit of time to do the same thing uh, for you and yours. Teaser alert, I may have some very interesting news when it comes to the future of this show. Uh, unfortunately, I, I just can't say anything about it right now. Uh, I really want to tell you guys, you know, <laughs> I, I'm shaking the present that's underneath the tree, trying to figure out what's inside. <sighs> like me, you're just going to have to have some patience. But it's my hope that in the next episode we can open that gift together and see if it's the cool badass Megatron Transformer that we're hoping to get. This is the Jin signing off saying happy holidays, everybody, and if you're not ripping it up on New Year's Eve, you're doing something wrong. Just be safe, and we'll see you all in 2011. Peace!